Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Isn't that what siempre says? Vamanos. Vamanos. Vamanos, muchachos. Vamanos, muchachos. It's time. It's time. It is July 8th, 2019. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Choo-choo. Don't do it, Eric. Don't put that near your mouth. (laughs) I thought about it, but I was like, (laughs) Kevin does it every week. I I probably shouldn't do that. (laughs) I saw it. I was like, I kind of want to blow it, but at the same time, I know where it's been. I've heard that before. (laughs) I might need need to turn the... uh, that, that camera, I don't know if I reset it or something. It's got autofocus going on, so it just keeps dipping in and out. Great. And in and out. The gun show for all the people. Man. It's Look the gun it. show. It's going to make everyone nauseous. I am Tim Herb, and I'm a, always, as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, the yes. bearded one. We have another bearded one in the house, Mr. Eric Quintana of Mouths of the South, Dirty South Soccer, joining us on short notice tonight, hanging out. Gentlemen. Cracking open cold ones with the boys. Uh, Kevin, show everybody the the spicy. Trying to get White Claw wasted. <laughs> He's getting white claw wasted. <laughs> that's the that's, that's the way it goes down here. Um, welcome in. Thank you guys for tuning in live on YouTube, taking time out of your busy Monday night schedule, especially after the absolute overload of soccer that we got yesterday to join us. And if you guys are uh, not subscribed, make sure that you guys hit the subscribe button, notification bell icon. Make sure you guys know whenever we go live. Also, if you're listening to us on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, leave us a rating and or review we will read it live on the show no new ratings or reviews last week you guys are slacking been Uh, slacking it's like the first time in like the history of (laughs) home before dark right (laughs) basically (laughs) every episode i listen to is like all right let's listen to the reviews (laughs) tim the tinkerman taylor is gonna have to mess with the camera real quick (laughs) so you guys are gonna have to carry (laughs) the ship (laughs) yeah it was a good day yesterday um well in parts it started it felt like it, it started great the, yeah it just went on a <laughs> in a hard decline throughout the day um i tweeted at one point it's like please don't let the u.s women's and, and fantastic for the u.s women's national team but i was hoping that both both national teams would give us something to be happy about u.s women did their part u.s men didn't yeah i was hoping they wouldn't be the bottom of the day in terms of soccer activities yeah, yeah. It was it was a hundred percent just downward spiral from the time the day started until the time it ended. The only thing that I felt like was good about the middle portion was that just like the Chicago result, a lot of other teams struggled this week yep. whenever Atlanta did as well. So still in third, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we six we drew out, six points out of we first, drew right? and somehow jumped up uh from fourth to third, which is great. But yeah, everybody struggled this past week uh when Atlanta lost a terrible, terrible road game to Chicago Fire on Wednesday. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, everybody around the league kind of one point away from hosting 
yeah. a playoff game. Yeah. Like, what are we freaking out about? Yeah, exactly. I think it'll be fine overall. Wait, 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 wait. What? You're the guy who gave me I didn't shit. Say, I, didn't <laughs> say, in hand. I didn't say that Philly was going to all of a sudden. I said that Atlanta is a third through six team last week. That's what I said. I stand by that. I still think that they are somewhere between third and six. It doesn't take away from the fact that we're still just shy of being first or second, but I think ultimately we'll end up somewhere in third through sixth. Well, what helps us is that other teams are, but remember games in hand against Chicago. Yep. Those are the games that, that my point is made in true, but we have to capital. You're right. I'll, I'll concede that, but at the same time, we have to capitalize. We still have one in hand on, um, who's who the hell's in second right now? DC, DC. DC sorry, we have one in, in hand against DC. That I think they've played twenty games. We've played nineteen, yeah. and then we have two, two in hand against, against Philly. Uh, Philly. <laughs> but no, and <laughs> we're, we're, NYCFC's got eighteen games 17 in hand on everybody. Games, yeah. <laughs> That's so yeah, bad. seventeen games in hand, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's what it seems like. <laughs> Jesus. They're really in the best position here because they're, oh, yeah. they're looking at, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a huge po- potential squ- swing right. for, for but them. My point, Tim, to last week was almost proven yesterday in that if Philly wins that game yesterday against Orlando, which they were in a position to do, again, it's ifs and buts and all of that stuff. But if, yeah. if, if Philly wins that game yesterday, even with our games in hand, that – conceivably removes us from the potential to jump into first, regardless of our games in hand, because we didn't capitalize on a game that we didn't even play. in. it felt like on Wednesday night, you know, those are the games that you've at least got to compete in against a team that wasn't, I mean, they were without key players. You're just, you go on the road, even with a, a tight schedule, tight turnaround and all that. And you pretty much give up 10 minutes into the game. You're talking about Lenny United, right? Yeah. I want to make sure I'm oh, on yeah, the yeah, same yeah. page here yeah, because yeah. I 100% disagree. We all talk about how uh, how how uh, shorthanded Red Bulls were. Look at what Atlanta United is missing. Tito, Barco. Um, you've got Pity, who's MIA half the match, if not more. So, I mean, you still... Oh, you're going to invoke the Bagransky, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he... he uh, look... Th- Atlanta United's missing their own pieces too, and, and enough to where where you know you could look at Atlanta United's ro- or uh, starting eleven and think, yeah, they're missing a lot of pieces too. We should capitalize on this road game where they're they're weak, they're down. Um, we just came off the match uh, where where we laid a whatever we laid against Chicago. So I mean, <sighs> what, what, we're in the same more or less the same position as Red Bulls. That's why all this freak out about about losing the way we lost. Like, sure, it sucked. Don't get me wrong. But it's not the end of the world. It's not you're still coming back. You're still going into this this massive stretch of games in a relatively good position, considering you're only two games in. Right. I guess the trade off to that is that what what can you pull away from those losses aside from the fact that you're without some key players that don't answer things that were ultimately the shortcoming in those matches, which is the defense right now, and especially the left back position because there's no missing solution on the Atlanta United defense that's going to fix those issues. I I completely I will completely agree with you as it relates to Tito and Barco and a, a missing pity here and there, but Atlanta United aside from the Chicago game, they clearly put up some goals, some quality goals against uh, New York Red Bulls team at home even with Red Bulls missing some key players there, but defensively, this team has been lacking Incredibly, since the international play, break. Look, I mean, I, I can make excuses for him. You, you lose Pogba 
12 minutes into the match you, you don't have lgp who who knows what the what the last minute of the match is when you have lgp a guy like that and there you put parkhurst in kind of in a he's still stretching as he's running out onto the field I absolutely mean, absolutely it's i mean it's just not the greatest of circumstances that's why i'm not as panicky as i think some other people are because i just i just i'm i'm willing to give it it's been enough time i'll say that but um I will consider this specific moments against the Red Bulls to finish the game a one-off. Now, let's not say Chicago fire at its own little firestorm. Right, right, right. Well, right. And it was like that way around the league. Everybody loses those kinds of matches. And and I don't want to I don't want to lend any credence to panicking or anything like that. I'm not panicking in any regards. I think that again, this team is a solid upper middle of the table team. Is this team? If this team was a first or second team, I'd expect them to capitalize and be able to showcase some sort of a performance, even with some missing players. That's that's all I'm saying. Yesterday, uh, I was listening to Sarger down here, and one thing is take away how the game. I, I like this point that was made. You take away how the game went down, everything that, that went down going into it. Are you happy or content with a three-three draw against Red Bulls, knowing the history of this team? Knowing that we had in in the regular season we are oh one and four against them. When when do I have to make that decision? Whenever I saw the lineup announced, or just before kickoff? Like I think, uh, I think just uh, during two the days week. before during the week. Yeah, if I, if I tell you we're gonna get a draw out of this game after Chicago Fire, yeah, I would have taken it. 100%. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I, I would say it. that, but at the same time, you've got the return of Joseph, who makes this a, a clear statement about his return, getting the brace in that game. Um, and I think we, at least I thought that Barco may be healthy by the time of that game. So from that standpoint, kind of goes back to what we were talking about, knowing who and and how Red Bulls would most likely come out and what I expected Atlanta United to come out with. I would expect at least potentially a win. It's not to say that a draw is disappointing, a 3-3 draw, but I'm just saying with those key pieces, with how much we we've put stock in those players being out, yeah, I'm not disappointed in a draw against the Red Bulls, but I sure as shit would like a win, especially whenever you can, you're in you a can, position to do so. Yeah, you can be <laughs> you in know? a position. You can you can be upset about how it finished. But exactly. I, I'm not all that mad because I mean, look, up until no. the last three minutes, and I know it's a, it's a 90 plus whatever stoppage right. time is game, but up through all that time until that last goal happens, you were going to win that game. Oh, absolutely. And you switched off for a second and. Again, exclude the Chicago Fire game because that's that's a to me that's a one off. You switched off for a second, and you know you end up taking a point where you could have taken three. But to me, it was I thought the three two win would have been a great result. Obviously, I thought it would have been a fair result. I kind of think that the three three draw is an even fair result, especially because of the officiating and everything else behind the scenes. Kevin, you talk for a second. I got to mute Eric. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna move his. The camera just keeps auto focusing. It's driving me nuts. That's why. That's why t- it's it's your it's your uh, no, it's your biceps. It can't it can't fit it into frame. That's really what it is. <laughs> Let's see if does that help things. No, it definitely didn't. It's great. I think it just might be it's perfect. Something with a camera right now. Uh, but yeah, it, coming off of the Chicago game, to your point, I agree. It, it, a point's a point. It jumped us a point, or, or uh, it jumped us a place in the standings. That's that's not too much to be upset about. We went from fourth to third, and that's great. You know, we're in a position to jump into second or first if we capitalize on the games in hand, and that's awesome. But we've got to do that, and we've got to actually produce results. And 
This team has been very hit or miss since the international break, and I, I completely agree. It's because of missing components and missing parts and pieces, but if you're going to be the team that Atlanta United was last year, Atlanta United, and I hate that that argument keeps coming up <laughs> because this isn't the same fucking team, but at the same time, if you're going to be a team like past or what LAFC is doing this year or whatever, you've got to be able to survive even without those key players in every single fucking week. That's just what you've got to be able to do. It's a very long season. Atlanta United knew they were going to have a long season longer than any other team in the league, arguably based on CCL and open cup and Campione's cup and everything else, all-star game, whatever you want to throw at it. It's a long season and your depth is going to be tested. And if you're going to be, the best in the league or best in the conference, you've got to be able to win those games even without those pieces. My, my bigger concern more than anything about what happened last night in terms of the, the, the you know, the, from the team perspective, in terms of Lane United conceding the last goal and, and ultimately coming away with a point is how pity is going to affect the, the future of this season, whether he's on or off, because I, I, I don't, I, I can't wrap my head around how he's going to fit moving. So, forward. so aside from getting into talking tactics or anything <laughs> like that, uh, it just, just knee jerk reaction. All of the, all of Atlanta United squads, healthy. You got healthy Tito, healthy Barco, healthy, just, Joseph, Justin Maram. He- healthy, everybody, Justin Maram. healthy, everybody. Yeah. Do you oh, play pity? pity? No, uh-uh. no, no. Do you play pity? Yeah. No, I don't think you do either. Um, uh, Gressel's not really helping his cause right now. No, he's not. To play on that right wing. But I think my front four, if that's really what we're arguing, right, is front four? No, I'm just arguing out, uh, just flat out. Do you do you start well, pitting I think, if I, everybody's I, healthy? I think you need context to what that starting four probably is, right? Joseph, obviously, up front, left side. I think Justin Merrim, to me, over the past few weeks, has proven himself. Slotting Barco into the 10? Yes. Okay. And then putting Tito over on the right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so what I, I got. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it happens. Like Barco got sat last year before disciplinary reasons, right? I mean, there there were times where adjustment is hard to make for. I, and I'm not sliding uh, Petey Martinez at all. No, right? it, it's it's a hard adjustment to make coming into this league, coming from wherever you were at home, playing in your home country, playing for your your boy boyhood club. You're playing in a league that plays differently than MLS and the schedule is different. You're, you're homesick, everything you're playing with a new manager, new set of tactics. And you're the onus has been placed so hard on, uh, you know, the burden on his back for the season based off of his transfer record or transfer fee that it's, it's been unfair. And I, I hate to say that because players, there's always that argument. They're professionals. They should live up to their, you know, live up to their wage, but at the same time, you got to give the guy time to adjust in the same way that I feel like people are finally, well, I don't know now, but we're finally giving Frank DeBoer time to settle in. Yeah. I'm glad that conversation is over, by the way. Is it? Is it? I hope so, but I, we haven't heard much of it yet. Or lately. It's it's just, you've muted all of them at this (laughs) point. (laughs) Uh, No, my, my, my bigger deal is that, look, this is the same guy who, who you can't come into a league like MLS and essentially not show up as of yet. And I know he had one moment, one moment uh, last night where he obviously gets the assist, but look, I to me, pity is a worse version of of 2017 Tito. Yeah, and you guys know how much I did not like 2017 Tito. You you've written him off for the past two years because of it. No, this year I'm fine with him. <laughs> he's not a, he's not a DP. I'm cool. That's not what you were saying before the show. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you can't you can't 
get signed by Atlanta United, then go to the media, not go to the media, but then be asked by the media about uh, products in Europe. Tell them how, how much you'd rather be in Europe and how, how no one wanted me and how you feel essentially disrespected. And then you come to MLS and Atlanta United and you essentially have done right nothing. You've done nothing to nothing. improve that resume. And the funny thing is, is that he's, I mean, I don't know how this stuff works. Maybe you two can enlighten me. He's essentially kind of held hostage until Atlanta United signs or sells him, right? Like he can't just. As long as, as long as, as long as Atlanta United doesn't sign him, he's here until his contract is up. Right. Which is how long? I, I want to say at least four years. Exactly. So he's stuck here. Like if he wants to play in Europe, by the time he leaves here, he's he'd be, buckle up, man. I mean, he'd be how old is he now? Twenty. He's got to take a page out of the book of the Kyle Laren negotiation. How tactics. old is he? Twenty. <laughs> he's twenty-two. I think he's twenty-seven. Yeah, Holy he's, shit! I didn't realize he, he was that old. He's twenty-seven. Yeah, I want to say he's twenty-five. I want to say he was twenty-four whenever he got signed. Unless I'm crazy. So either way, he's twenty-four or twenty-five. I think four he's 25, years yeah. conceivably, he's at the end of his career. Twenty-six. So if 26, he, so okay. twenty-six, he's definitely at the end of his and career. You can, you or can pop very that mic back up. He's, I fixed auto. He's at the MLS day, stage yeah. of his career after four years. Let's <laughs> say. So it's either if he wants to fucking play in Europe, he's got to start showing something to further his resume and doing something to beholden himself to clubs that are willing to pay the price tag that Atlanta United's going to release him for. Or he's got to resign himself to being in this league for the rest of his career. I don't think that's the case. I think you can always cry your way out of a contract. Uh, I think that it definitely is going to tarnish his reputation. I don't see that happening, though. That's the thing. Like We're talking about hypotheticals here. That I mean, look, at, look at the way the Barco is shining now. I mean, whenever he's playing, obviously. Yeah. Where's Carlos Vela? Carlos Vela. They, I mean, he didn't have much of it. What I'm saying is last year, he didn't have some. He played well year. the first half of the season. I think he tailed off towards the end. Right. But I think that's kind of always been his shtick um, abroad. Look but, at Yamil Assad. Uh, Yamil Shall Assad we? is. <laughs> Shall, we? Uh, Shall we look at Yamil Assad? I mean, <laughs> right now, especially. No, I'm just kidding. It's he kind of. He, he, he wanted to cry his way onto the team, yeah, didn't he? Exactly. <laughs> Dude, he's no. he's trying to like his way. He's trying to Twitter like his way into a into a contract <laughs> with somebody right now. Oh, Every, are we talking about Pogba now too? Jeez. <laughs> What's funny is everybody's posting their a screenshot of Yamil Assad liking their tweet about coming to their team between Atlanta <laughs> and DC. And I think it started with Atlanta United, and everybody just start oh, doing shit, sprints through Central Park in <laughs> Atlanta United kit and build some hype. Oh um, God! But, um, but yeah, if, in terms of PD, I'm. I'm still not worried. I think the biggest thing now is probably tempering expectations and also taking some of the the focus away from him on the field because I, we've talked about it before. I think part of the thing that makes his lack of uh, production really pronounced is just how much the team plays through him and just also how slow he is <laughs> he but, has no pace on the ball which makes it look like he has no desire to, to it, run it almost looks like he's like, not trying he was in a full <laughs> sprint on the left wing yesterday and it looked like he was just on a brisk walk like it was he just got beat because he has no pace on the ball whatsoever it seems like. i'm truly curious to what like to put it in american sports term, what is like 40 time is yeah i want to know what that number yeah. is and how how Compare it to other guys in the team. He's like not a, even guys that aren't, aren't even that fast, like yeah. Jeff Lorenowitz or or uh, Remetti or guys right. like that who right. are just average speed. He's like Tyler, basically. He's just he's got some good footwork, but he's, nobody he knows who knows. Tyler is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our buddy Tyler, our boy, our boy Tyler McLeod, who played high school ball with, <laughs> who had like the best. He had magnet feet. 
you know the guy that you can't get the ball off of yeah. no matter what like just a little bit of space or what was the but he what, also looked like a turtle when he was running right <laughs> what was the uh i forget what the name of the the like troll the damn ball the old like non-flashy black and white adidas cleats copas um, the copas he wore copas i saw a meme a couple weeks ago it was like anytime a guy rolls up from your high school wearing these you knew you was about to break your ankles <laughs> <laughs> it's true though man yeah. it's true it's absolutely true in, in terms of i i'm, I'm thinking we start seeing PD sit a little more. So yeah. I was going to say, much like Barco last year, I think you find a way to get him off the bench late in matches or or find a way to essentially reinstall him into the team. The problem is, is I don't know even what that looks like. Imagine bringing him in in the 75th minute, but to do what? Yeah. To stay up top and, and play yeah. next to Martin, and next to Joseph? At least Barco, when he came in last year, in those moments, one, he knew, I got to play better. I got to work my ass off so that I can, you know, not only do well for this team, but find another team eventually in the future. I got to eventually be sold. I don't want to be here forever. But what does that look like for pity? And he got Barco came in, ran his ass off, hustled. And now we're seeing, hopefully these are what, what the fruits of the labors of that look like. Right. But what, what does that look like for pity? Yeah. What, what, how do you bring him in, in the 75th, 80th minute? And to do what? Well, especially because you look at a player like Tito, who we've consistently been like, yeah, he's, he's a fucking guy. difference yeah. maker <laughs> as a sub. I don't know that Pity's that guy. And I don't think that Atlanta United can afford to sit him entirely. Look, I mean, they can afford it. I mean, they, they've got, maybe not right now in the second, but once all the pieces come back, they've got enough depth to where they can they can sit Pity and and, and really force him to hopefully look at, look at how he's playing with Atlanta United um, and really ask him to contribute more than, than, than what he's contributed so far. And I'm, I, look, again, he had one good moment against the Red Bulls, but that, that was moment, more of Justin Merrim's moment too. I mean, it was a good pass. I'm the, not going to, it gonna, was, yeah. but the yeah. cut in yeah, yeah, was yeah, sure. what, what made that. Yeah. Well, my favorite part about that is that you have a link up play between the $15 million signing and a guy that is the newest signing to the team yeah, for a fraction like, of the cost. And I, it surpasses yeah. the goal result of the $15 million signing with that play. My, yeah, pro- <laughs> my, problem, my problem becomes is that his contribution aren't affecting games to the point where no, United's winning because not of at him. all. Not at all. That's my issue. You spent all this money on him to be the game changer. Maybe not the same way that Alminon was, but you did expect something more out of a guy that you're paying this much money for and you're not getting that. Sure, you're getting average MLS play. Right. He looks like an average MLS he player. He does. Minus the speed. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, go to the trap for a minute. We have yeah. a uh, a new face in here. A couple new faces. I think Eric's bringing some of the uh, some of the people, but that's not him. It's Hoot Hoot. Bobby, we got really. H Huss in here. Uh, I think from other comments. I think Italian saying uh, loving the Lazio scarf in the background. It's a nice uh, nice call out. Um, Brian is saying the thing is that PD is doing almost exactly what he was doing with River. So what does that mean? I mean, what does that mean for us? I mean, that was going to be the next comment. Is this, like, how does he improve? Because he's not going to just get faster overnight, right? It's got to be something that's going to change in the tactics. You jump rope enough, you're going to get faster, I promise. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Get those double unders down. Okay, Crossfit. <laughs> Jenna Singleton, another uh, new face in the trap, saying, let's remember, and this is the most annoying part, Barco wasn't sold to us as the quote-unquote South American player of the year which I now believe is an award <laughs> that got printed at Kinko. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means anymore. Yeah, Look, yeah. At, at River, at River, he had a team, and I heard it on Soccer Down Here too, at, at River, he had a team that, that was built around him. Yeah. 
that's not the case here. He was no. implanted into a team that was already essentially built, and he was supposed to be the guy, the, the link-up guy, and he just I hasn't become. I honestly that. think he's just going to be kind of the. I truly want to go back and look at every game last year from 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 River and and see how exactly he was played, how he contributed. Please report to the team. back on that because I because I, I don't that. I don't <laughs> even as a, as a team like River, I don't know how you would look at this guy right now. Yeah, and think, yeah, let's add him. Yeah, I I just don't I don't see yeah. it. I don't I don't get that. That's that's also not on Frank DeBoer. That's not on any of the coaching staff. That's on the front office if he doesn't pan out. No, Remember it's, that. it's on whoever made those highlight reels is what it's really <laughs> on because because those people didn't watch all those games either. They saw some YouTube clips. They was like, oh, damn, look at this guy. Fuck I you, probably, Scout Nation. I could, I could probably <laughs> stitch together enough of those moments yeah. for Atlanta United. Consistent <laughs> play? I don't know if I can. It's too early to say he's not panning out, but if he doesn't pan out, just remember who who's – whose shoulders that falls on right it's not frank DeBoer. it's not the team it's not the player himself it's the front office unfortunately we don't have a lot of negative stuff to say i'm not saying this is a negative yet but we don't have a lot of negative stuff to say about darren eels carlos and everyone else involved in in the scouting decisions but i will never say a bad thing about darren eels like i don't want to did you see him come do you you see him come correct on the bet about oh yeah that was the u.s (laughs) beaten no i didn't see it he had to come in with like full uh, old like school, a, like like a, like an English judge, George Washington wig on. That's pretty amazing. And uh, serve tea and biscuits to everybody. Scones, <laughs> I think scones. That's, pretty, That's great. pretty amazing. Brought them out in like a little cart. It's <laughs> pretty great. Every great front office makes bad signings. Sure, hundred percent. I mean, we make a lot of moves. The the thought that every single one of them is going to be a home Look run at what is, we did whenever you guys signed me. Especially yeah. in a league like MLS where you have to, every year in and year out, make a lot of moves. They're going yeah. to miss on some. Yeah. Mouths of the South has Josh Bagaransky. Boom. Before Dark has me. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta United has Pity Martinez. <laughs> you, know who else, it. you know who else Atlanta United has and that probably should have played yesterday instead of Mikey Ambrose? Who? A big, tall, gangly giraffe by the name of Breck Shea. Yeah, yeah. What I don't understand. Hindsight's twenty twenty in that. I, Hindsight is not for me. It is what, for what, me. It is because I was on the bandwagon of I think Ambrose should at least get a shot at left back. Why? I don't know that that should have been the first game he goes back to. I, okay, maybe that's I think the problem. Maybe U.S. Open Cup. Okay, get your. I'll give you back that. Under you, he must have been really showing out practice because he did not show it yesterday. No, he did not. not I don't. Know. He hasn't shown anything on the field this year because the only time he was put into the game was against Columbus and playing right wing back. Oh yeah, and he looked sh- which is shit weird. in that game. But at the same time, what has? I mean, if you're talking defensively, if that's the we're trying to cover defensively, not not trying to create offense on that left back position right now, right? I mean, what? What has I don't understand, man. I'm looking at Elliot Bevan in the chat. Say, Shay needs rest for Wednesday. This is the game that you rested for. Yeah. The, the oh, one yeah. last night was the one you rested for. Yeah. The one last yeah. night is where you wanted your strongest 11 because you knew oh, yeah. who you were walking into. Oh, yeah. Dude, you had to strike Mercedes fear into our, our, you know, you know, it's funny. It's like people say Orlando's not a rivalry because it's not competitive. Yeah. No, I Red, like Red the, Bulls I like are the real. Sean Mack tweet. It's like the Orlando City and it had the mode selection screen from like Super Nintendo and it had easy mode and then New York Red Bulls is selected hard. I think, <laughs> I think, that's, a, I think that's actually a fair assessment, but it, I, I feel like it's the same people that will say, well, DC and, and New York Red Bulls are our real rival. Well, if you're talking about competitively, like we we have sh- really not shown out at all against Red Bulls. No. In ter- like we're... One, Especially this season, to yeah. nice remind us of the one match outside that didn't matter. Of, outside, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, say. Yeah. 
Um, Good for him, by the way. <laughs> oh, two and four. What'd you say? I was going to say the one game that it did matter, oh. which was the Eastern Conference yeah. finals. But yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, that was the game we could have struck fear. We could have. I, you know what? I'm not worried about St. Louis. You know, if we lose to them, I think that's an aberration. But like. We could play a lesser squad against St. Louis and probably come out of that game victoriously on Wednesday. To your point, do you both of your points kind of uh do you give Mikey Ambrose a second trot out to try to maybe fix some of the issues from the last game? Also, second follow up on, point. On, wait, does what? anybody have a report on George Bellow at this point? Wait, on Wednesday? He shook. Yeah. Huh? He shook. He's <laughs> from the Herediano game. <laughs> <laughs> still shook uh, still shook no you don't play I, you're talking about you do you are you asking if you trot out mikey ambrose on wednesday yeah no why because of giving up so you've written him off entirely because of one game for the time being yes so why didn't you do that for breck shea after the because, first game because what which game the well i guess not the first game the the monterey loss let's say because I don't know. That's the best. Well, I don't know because I like him right now because he's had a chance to make up for it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I, so I, I can... I'm just saying. I, I don't disagree with you that Breck Shea is, has earned a rotation in that position. I, yes, don't, yeah, I, I, I agree. And you know who he rotates with? Michael Parkhurst, not Mikey Ambrose. Michael Parkhurst right now? One game. It's been one game. One game. Two. But throw throw you know yeah. throw the Chicago Fire game out the window. <laughs> oh, now we're throwing games out the window. Well, then let's throw out the one game from New York Red Bulls where Mikey Ambrose didn't perform, <laughs> and I'll pick one from last year whenever he did. In that case, look, I, I would say I would say what depending on because I'm mean, a weird hill to die on. Right? <laughs> I'm not dying on it. I'm just saying we need depth in that position. I give my life to you, Mikey Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I would say that it, look, it depends on what your plans are for Sunday because if you're planning on really attacking the wings on Sunday, I would, I think I would rather have Breck Shea in on Sunday against Seattle and not have Ambrose, uh, in on, in that game, probably more important game. A hundred percent agree. Look, it's not that Ambrose is a bad player. He just didn't have a good game and he was a tough opponent anyway. Yeah. So put him back in there. That's my point. That's his, all I'm trying to say. I would consider it just depending on how he does in practice. Where the hell is Jose Hernandez? I don't know. How much footage have you watched of Jose Hernandez? Enough, see, enough think, to know that he makes more. That's than, always the that's always the straw man argument. And, and, it's like and we've got him. Why not play him? <laughs> that was the argument for Mikey Ambrose. Mikey Ambrose actually had experience over the past two seasons where I could say, so okay, I, he was serviceable at left back. I don't whatever think, McCann I, wasn't in or Greg Garza, and we had to depend on him. I can't. Fi- I don't know where the tweet is right now, but somebody was like, he was getting bodied in in USL, like Mikey Ambrose, like he was struggling against. USL See, competition. Well, you know, whenever people like Jeff Lorenowitz want to go up there oh, and say that again, Lorenowitz <laughs> go up there and shove him out of the celebration. It's just truly, rude. Tr- it truly has hit him hard. <laughs> yeah. It truly has. Are you going to mix that? It's truly. Are you going to mix that? It should say spiked and spicy. Put that in with your bourbon. Don't tempt me. Like a bourbon and grapefruit. <laughs> no. You know that, that classic drink. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that was like cough syrup. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, no, I'm not doing that. And then brush your teeth afterwards. Or brush your teeth and then drink it, mm. and then see uh, your life flash before your eyes. <laughs> They're like Hopper and Stranger Things. Start rewatching season hey, one. Whoa, whoa, no, re- oh, season one, bros. Okay. I, I haven't even seen season two yet. 
I haven't. All right, either. exactly. Yeah. I'm making. No, I am making a season one point because I started going back and rewatching it, and he's brushing his teeth. And then he starts smoking a cigarette, <laughs> takes a drink out of the PBR. I'm like, oh, that makes me sick to my stomach. You know, he just copied Vince Vaughn in Dodgeball, right? Whenever Vince Vaughn was swishing with uh, Yuhu, I don't care what he copied. He's my spirit animal now. Except he's for whenever he, <laughs> except for whenever he played Hellboy. Uh, yeah, oh, you're right. That, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I don't think that's on him though. I think he's gained. 80 pounds since the first season, by the way. <laughs> All those egos. The what spoilers. I don't even get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> anything else? Anything to take away from the Chicago game? Any positive? Apparently not. Eric's thrown it out. Thrown it out. <laughs> <laughs> you can take what you want to out of it. If, it, if it lends credence to your argument, whatever it may be, which is a lack of depth and a lack of players. So it doesn't really matter that you lost. But if you want to make the point about some player – and what they could be, no, just throw that game out all the time. Tyron Mears. Heard he's coming back. Let's do it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even funny. <laughs> what sucks is like the two hardest positions to to fill with a consistently good player. Or the two fullback positions, I feel like. Yeah. And especially in MLS, it it's just going to be impossible. Like those always, like we were doing the offside trap in every single episode. What weakness would left you say? What, what, what left back a hundred percent of the time. I, I expect you guys to attack up the wing on the right side. Cause our left back sucks. <laughs> <Yes>. And <laughs> like what does every single. And, and, and the funny thing is because most of the league and most players are predominantly right footed. I mean, you do obviously there are a lot of talented left footed players, but most teams are heavily weighted on the right wing because of that. And, it's always a deficiency in every defense, but yeah, it just sucks for us. You need to have somebody serviceable at least. It's, it sucks for everybody not named LAFC. Can we talk about that for a second? <sighs> what did you find out what their goal differential was? Is it plus forty five? I think at this it's eleven to the. I think it's eleven <laughs> Stupid. Take another drink of white claw. <laughs> Wait. Oh shit! <laughs> you just been drinking white claw. I actually swapped them out before we started. <laughs> I was uh... <laughs> your, your regular Lacroix with white claw. You know what's awesome is I was drinking I drank the Kroger kind and I had the blackberry citrus last week and Ryan Melick commented on the YouTube video just blackberry citrus. Like he could see <laughs> enough to know he drinks enough of it and I thought that was amazing. Um hold on, goal differential for LAFC. It's gonna be something stupid. I think it is What do you is, think it is? I think it is plus forty two. I'm gonna set the goal differential at yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna set it at thirty five and a half. Do you over. think it's over? Over. Is it really that high? It's for? over. Oh my god! It's a hundred percent over. I was gonna say something like forty. I think it's forty-two. You're both wrong. It's it's under. It's uh, thirty-four or thirty-four goals. It's still stupid. That's still stupid. That's still stupid. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Especially um, how many goals? How many games have they played? They have played nineteen games. The same as us. It's over two they're, they're goals awesome a game. from last year. Over two goals a game. Good for them. Car- Carlos Vela going to break the record, right? At this, if he, rate, stay, he stays healthy. Is there any reason to believe that he's not going to break Joseph's record? Not at all. Uh, look, eventually, eventually, the the you take a dip in terms of because I mean, same thing happened with Joseph. Yeah, as soon as he got the record, it was like pressures off, and not that he didn't feel like he needed to score anymore, but that that the ones that came after that, it took a while. So yeah. at some point there's going to be a momentary kind of dip in, in, in goal scoring production, not production uh, in regards to his play, but you know, he, the chances are going to miss. He's going to be not necessarily in bad form, but it's going to come off his foot wrong. You know, at some point, I mean, if it, if it continues, yeah, he's going to absolutely destroy that record, okay. which is going to be amazing that we have back-to-back years where that record's broken. 
And potentially, I'm not even gonna be mad. I'd be like, dude, impressive. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what their points per game are for. Um, could they potentially break Red Bull's supporter shield point total? So 43 divided by 19. They're at 2.26 goal or uh, points per game. You take into uh, See, they're they're the team to beat, and they're gonna get screwed because of the one game playoff system. Yeah, that everything's changed. You, they're yeah. gonna get yeah. screwed. They definitely, they're will. gonna get screwed. Right they're now, setting themselves up, setting themselves up to absolutely get get screwed in whatever first yeah. round. So I, I'm gonna ask Elliot Beaven points out that they've lost to both Vancouver and Colorado. Yeah, well, what, that Colorado game wasn't that the week, the night of craziness with the Atlanta United loss to Chicago. I'm pretty sure that was Wednesday, right? It was June 28th. So it okay, was, never mind. Yeah. Oh, it was the same. No, that was the week before. It was the weekend. It was the weekend. Yeah. It was the weekend before. Yeah. See, here's the thing. You can, I mean, you can point those out. And those are obviously bad losses. But the point, the, the you don't know what the circumstance. I don't know what the circumstances are around those games. I don't know what was going on. They probably started Mikey Ambrose and, at left back. And <laughs> in terms of injuries, and should have started. Should have started Breck Shea. That's probably what it was. Maybe that's one night where they they <laughs> don't play well. Maybe they're not used to playing at altitude. I like. I don't know. Like, they don't have of, games in hand. They don't think about number, that. There's a number they of do. reasons they have <laughs> lost that game. They have two games in hand. So get out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, can we all agree that Atlanta United is not performing to what we would hope that they would be performing at midway through the season? Sure. Right. Can we all agree on that? I mean, let's let's to your point, let's throw out the Chicago game. Let's even throw out the Red Bulls game. Let's throw out, you know, let's even go back to the lineup that they put out against. You don't, you, you don't have to throw out the Red I just, I just know I'm going to get heat for that if I say, if I no, don't no, say no, anything. No, 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 I got it, I got it. You don't have to throw out the Red Bulls game because you still got a point from it. No, it was still, I agree. It was still, you still got three goals. Like, right. it's not nothing. Right. It just didn't turn out the very end in your favor. And I know that's sort of become a trend lately when it comes to close games. Um. I, <laughs> But again, let's let's just look at what this team has been when challenged with a depth issue, which has really only reared its head through this international break and open cup play. And you look at a team that had to trot out a lineup against Charleston Battery, which wasn't obviously a starting lineup. Far removed from a starting lineup, I'll agree, that has more players removed from what those key personnel groupings were than we've seen in any of the MLS play. But right. still, against a very much inferior Charleston battery team that ended up having to go to extra time to secure a win that ends up pulling out a win at Columbus at Columbus in another fucking monsoon. Can we just get a dry game (laughs) against them for the love of God? But again, since the international break, even with the deficiencies in the lineup and in depth, that isn't performing to what we saw going into that regardless of what those players were there's still enough of it that it's not a completely different team so if we can all agree that they're not performing what do you think is going to make the difference and what do you think changes that approach what can, what what does this team need to do to right the ship because even as much as we can say that there's a lot of things that aren't working i think that a lot of positive things have come out of that that we can also all agree on, like the emergence of Justin Miram over the past few games, even with unfortunate results, has had great performances against the Red Bulls and the likes of uh, Montreal just a couple of games ago. You've got the, yeah. you've got the kind of the, the 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 coming up of Dion Pereira a little bit. Absolutely. Who, who look if Justin Miram isn't as hot as he is right now, he's probably 100%. on that left side. You don't have Barco. Let's see how Justin Justin and Barco get at it once they're they're both on the field. 
Um, you throw in Tito in the final 30 minutes or so of a, of a match. Maybe, maybe you're not worried as much about the last 10 minutes because whatever, th- three minutes, whatever it was, um, because you've got Red Bull so stretched out back and forth shooting Tito up the field. It's, there's a lot of, of everyone saw the result. Everyone witnessed the result. And then just to me, it was like, Oh, motherfucking DeBoer. Yeah, no, I agree. Motherfucking pity, whatever. And, and that fixes and the offensive issues. Though. Yeah, there's, there's a sure. I, <laughs> but stretching out play, the teams like that, it's going to help defensively. Again, you didn't have LGP. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great point. Um, I'm not really going to talk crap about my, I, I think that that was that I will, that moment I will kind of put on DeBoer. Because there's no way, and, and I'll steal this from Josh. There's no way you should have you should be outnumbered in the box in the last two three minutes of the match. No, there's no way. And how many times has Atlanta United done this? How many times have Atlanta United faced that? I you mean, should just just by, dude, just by knowing I, your opponent. You was know it what Mike Conti tweeted that out? Like the the total points that Atlanta United has just left on the field in goals scored past the 85th minute. It's ridiculous. So what is playing soccer? Watching soccer for so long. Uh, that's not us, dude. I don't know if you heard, <laughs> but uh, sometimes people don't I, watch soccer, still like to talk about it. I just want to set the record straight. It was not about <laughs> you guys. That was not about you guys. That's some real cuckery right there. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, when are you most – going back, all the times you played soccer, watch soccer, when are you most vulnerable in giving up a goal? Right after you score, right? Oh, I'll, every time, yeah. There's or a, right after re- the half, yeah. there's a reason the keeper yells, yeah. "Turn and look!" Yeah. In yeah. you know, in amateur, like g- playing pickup or playing uh, rec league or playing high yeah. school ball, you're riding that high rather than getting centered when the other team is just focused. Everybody on Everybody got caught so flat-footed on that last goal, yeah. from Mikey Ambrose to Parkhurst, probably could have covered ground better, and then Miles Robinson was kind of left on. He was left on an island. Doesn't yeah. even really make a play on the ball. And he doesn't. Yeah, Brad Guzan ends up getting a one-on-one, which Brad seems to be off of his game lately. I think he's been in his head a lot in that hey, Chicago he, game. He saved, he saved a pretty oh, crucial yeah. goal oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, pretty, yeah. Uh, pretty crucial shot yesterday. I will say the last few matches have been like reminiscent of his time at Middlesbrough. Because yeah. Dude, him getting like, in that I, second goal against Chicago. I was I, like, what the fuck? I heard people talk about how, how you know, your, your hole has walls on it and it, Brad. But that <laughs> you can't, can't like, you can't blame Brad if the, if the goal is being yeah. scored or yeah. being scored from two feet away. Like, right. That's not on Brad. Right, right, right. right. A um, couple things. So in your asking of whether or not we're, you know, you're disappointed or if, if Atlanta United is where you think they would be at this point of the season, Joe, Joe Johnston says, I know I think they're on par with my expectations. New system, new manager. Agreed. Uh, Dean Worley says, uh, well, I think we're playing about where we should. I don't feel it is reasonable to not expect this kind of season after coach change, adding players, losing Almiron, et cetera. Um, he said it's a, a bit unfair just to continue a bit unfair to the team to expect a season close to what we had last year. I think that's absolutely accurate. I think we have the same season we had in 2017. We just have expectations to go along with it. Yeah. You know, oh, we're well, essentially absolutely. in the same spot we were in year one. It just, now that we've won MLS cup, <laughs> we are in a, it, that's a perfect comparison year one. In the same absolutely. Place. Just not last year. And, yeah. and if not, we might be a little bit better than year one. Yeah, I mean, we actually are because you're one. You look at it, year yeah. one, we end up having to coast by to just get to a, a wild card, essentially game against Columbus. But yeah. we're definitely not last year's team. I didn't expect to be last year's team, and I think that this team, again, I stand by that fact. I think that what I originally set out as a goal for us to be somewhere between fourth and seventh, I 
I stand by the fact we're now somewhere between third and six. First or bust. (laughs) (laughs) You're still six points. What is it? Six points out of first place? Like, yeah, no, not even. No, I think we're three points out of first place. No, no, no. no, I think Philly's at 36. Yeah. Yeah. They won and then they tied. They beat Orlando Wednesday. Well, they beat Orlando oh, no, no. Wednesday. If, if, then... if we if we win in both games to make up the 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 oh okay, true yeah. no I'm just no, talking no, no, theoretically. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> we, we would be we would be ahead on wins because okay. right. we would be right. at eleven wins. They're, they're at ten, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. But you've got to look even with well, all you got to sh- pick those games that you're going to end up capitalizing on, and the games that you capitalize games in hand on are the games like the Chicago game, like. I hope, and I can at least throw that one out, if Atlanta United can capitalize on those games whenever they do have a full healthy lineup, which is just a few weeks away, if not less. You know, it, it's, it's not long before our rotation is completely healthy, but it's going to be tested because there's still, there's still games on the table if they advance out of this Wednesday's game in open cup play against St. Louis. You know, you're going to conceivably – bring out a starting lineup for any finals that come out of that. You're going to have a starting a quarter final, right? Then the semifinal. Right. Yeah. So right. You you're going to bring out a starting one, yeah. lineup in the, in the semis and in the final. If you, if you get that far, you know, um, that's going to be extra games that these players have to play. You've got the all-star game that the players are going to have to play. I mean, it's not going to get any easier. And I think Tim, didn't you pull up last week? Uh, what is it? Seven or 10 out of our remaining 17 games, more than half. I think it was 10 out of our 17 remaining are against teams in playoff position. Yeah. I think it's, it might be more than that at this point. Yeah. So over half of your games are in t- against teams that you, I mean, you've just got to play to maintain much less win to, to gain anything out of with your games in hand. Okay. We have one voicemail in the uh in the hopper and it it says it's a very serious question i see from the transcript so oh, did you even get it plugged in yet i'm just gonna put it up to the microphone do it old school boy. and cool this man is great. google voice is just the best <laughs> this is good it never it never fails you guys there we go speaker. fancy technology yeah <laughs> look we don't have radio play can you turn it up turn my headphones up that we haven't really talked about all season long just been thinking about it uh, quite a bit lately. Um, how sexy do you think Frank DeBoer is? I mean, think about it. He's Dutch. He's got two different colored eyes. Does he I really? Mean, I haven't noticed that. His face is angry. Yeah. Pretty hot, right? I mean, he's got blood honesty. Did you hear after the Chicago game when he's talking about how we're players at halftime? They needed to show some more balls to get back in the match, and they just weren't really into it. I mean, Pretty hot. I'll let you. I'll hang up. Let's guys talk about it. Bye. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I don't even know what to say about that. I, I think I feel like I need to open the door. No, no. I my, mean, my, you talk my, about white claws, but that dude's carrying a can with him to every game. I've seen it. Did you see no. his? You see him walking into that game? That's nah, more like that. Nah, it's full white claw, dude. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> There it is right now. A monument to Frank DeBoer on our table. I mean, look, if I had to... I don't even care what they do on the field. If you had to choose between Tata and DeBoer just based on looks, it's not even a competition, right? Did you see Tata last night? He's he's looking stressed. 
He's looking oh, a, little, yeah. a little gray in the hair. Oh, yeah. He looked a little thin in the hair. I was <laughs> like, where did your... Like, look at a little Kevin in the hair. It was, it was a, a little fine line ago. ago. A little fine line six between... Six uh, you yeah. were fine. What it happened? might have been all those dark red and black colors he was wearing. <laughs> that, it hit it all away. white tracksuit doesn't really hide much. The um, Darren walks up to him. Hey, gray is not one of our colors. You got to get rid of it. Uh, you, you say thin. I say feathered and lethal. Because his little, his little mullet looked feathered and lethal <laughs> last night. Um, can we speaking of balls? Can we can we talk about yes, Jeff? Real oh. quick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went full Big Show, full Big Show last night. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, Jeff, Dude, full Vader mode, just great. I've never like I don't know what happened at home or what happened in the locker room or what happened in the halftime, but my gosh, he came out and he was Oof. ready to go. Oof! Yeah, he, he was, was ready hot. To rumble. He was hot. I um, don't, don't, don't. Also, I, I heard Jason Longshore. I'll call him out. You guys can tweet at him. Go ahead. Let's start something between the the, the podcast. Yes, dude. Do don't downplay what he did and say that the player flopped or half flopped or anything like that. That or the red card. This no. is exactly what we want out of MLS matches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you see that WWE's been uh, hyping the 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 match against Sting and Undertaker finally. <laughs> I'm being completely how, serious. How old right are now. these guys? And Jar Jar Binks was trending on Twitter. It's been a day for me. <laughs> <laughs> completely unrelated. <laughs> it's been a real whirlwind. Another round. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, no, I agree with you. So we, Angie and I were driving back from Wilmington yesterday. So I was watching the game on the phone. Turning into Red Hulk. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he definitely turned into Ross. What is that? Is Ross? No, um, Rick Ross. Rick Ross. <laughs> That's what it was. Yes. The Teflon Don. Um, yeah, watching that replay, there is not a whole lot of, he did definitely didn't make a meal of that. No. no, there was no. some force behind that choke slam. I, look, sure, maybe, I'm, not, I'm maybe, not mad at him for doing it. I thought it was pretty awesome. But I, I, I heard, I heard Jason talk about how he, how he like half flopped and it wasn't all that much of a push. Are you kidding? Jeff went full on WWE on oh, his yeah. ass. Like, oh yeah, went full on throw him over the over the yeah. ropes. Like what? What are you talking about? Yeah, As I heard that. I was like, I, come on, man. You know that's yeah, not true. You know, yeah, you know Jeff went in yeah. there with the mindset of, oh, of I'm gonna yeah. go fuck some shit up. Yeah, he, and he, he was happens. ready to go. I think everybody on that team was ready to go I'm, by what, the end of that game. The more surprising part is that they reviewed that and didn't give him a red card for that. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, what, what did you look at? Well, yeah. The other thing I will say, the commentators yesterday, obviously you guys were at the stadium, but well, he was impressed. So was he really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. If it, right. if it, if. it, if, 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 if an Eric Quintana cheers in the press box, was he really there? It's kind of <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> no, he gets kicked out. I really, exactly. I really, I really, I really should. Just to give you a sense of what it does look like in the press, I'm gonna do this next game. I'm gonna see if I can find a moment where we score and just to show the reaction in the press box when we score because it's the funniest thing. Watching no one cheer, we just, all it's it's this. And for everyone in the chat, it's it's this is a great impression of what happens. So we're watching, we're watching, we're watching. Score. Start typing. <laughs> That's that honestly, that that's exactly awful. what it looks like. I hate the internet. That sounds awful. I oh. hate the internet. I mean, inside we're all going nuts, but on the outside, you gotta keep it together. Oh, <laughs> There's not a chance. Not no. a chance in the world. No. 
Um, oh, I lost my shit whenever Joseph scored that header. <laughs> the um, but no, the color Something came out. The, of me. the color commentary guy, uh, I already forgot his name. Dan Kennedy, maybe. I've never heard this broadcast crew before. He's a goalkeeper. He used to play in MLS and other teams. But the um, man, he was thirsty for that red card to be pulled or second yellow to be pulled on Franco Escobar for that tackle that uh, Franco made on the back. Yeah. But to me, it wasn't like persistent infringement in terms of like actual fouls. What did he get the yellow for? Just dissent? I think it was dissent, yeah. Yeah, but to, but to say he's already on a yellow, he should get another dissent. I don't think you could bundle that in with persistent infringement in terms yeah. of tackling a guy. I, mean, I don't know. I guess you could talk to Harris Madunian in about it, but or Bedoya, <laughs> right? But well, isn't that why Rometty got his card? Was because dissent. of dissent? Yeah. But th- th- yeah, that guy was super super thirsty for that but then was uh what did you guys think about the amrotaric tackle is that worthy of a red card to you i i I thought it was worthy of something um i i don't know like i i I don't i don't look at the 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 way the the games are officiated and i wish everyone else would stop doing this like sure there are some moments where like okay you made a bad you clearly made a bad call for example not giving (laughs) jeff lorena what's a red on on on, on var that's a bad call objectively speaking you're just saying that because you tweeted it <laughs> <laughs> but uh but i don't get worked up about this because i mean ultimately i don't think that the referee uh, changed the outcome sure there could have been a moment where uh red bulls could have gone down to, to 10 men but there also could have been a moment where with jeff's red atlanta could have been down 10 men it honestly even itself out so well he did well, get it goes red. back to what you were saying like i think ultimately a draw is yeah. the best yeah. result that could have come out of that game but jeff lorenowitz did get a red card yeah. After the whistle, after the game, was so, I, I, I was so, so weird. I was so confused because at that point we'd already left the press box. We had no idea what was going on. Yeah, had, I didn't know about it until I had gotten home off of the Marta. Yeah. So we get uh, we get down. We find out that he got red carded, and I'm like, for what? The game was over, and I'm like, there's no way they went back and reviewed that that sure enough push shove thing. And I was like, there's no way. They, they, if that's if that's what happened, then, then MLS and, and Pro are making things up. As they go, because that's not how it's supposed oh, apparently to work. As he soon as, stomped on a player. As soon as the I next heard. play happens, you're supposed to just forget yeah. about it. Thankfully, that's what happened. And I, have you guys seen the video of, of him actually? No, I didn't. So no. he does actually stomp on, oh, on, really? on whoever it is. I forget who no, it is. No, I didn't know that. But he does. It, it's it's a it's like a, a shoving back and forth. And eventually, the Reynolds is like, you know what? I've had enough of this. Pushes them, stomps, and they both go down. And that's what they reviewed. They, uh, apparently, they had gone off the field, came back on, and in the, and coming back on, they gave, they gave Jeff the red. Oh, well, that that's, that's why I think I'm like Jeff went in there looking to start something. Oh, yeah. Two instances. Yeah. Straight reds both times. Yeah. So somebody had mentioned, aside from that, it wasn't related to him shoving people or anything like that. Michelle mentioned, why did he shove Mikey? He shoves Mikey out of the celebration after Joseph's goal. That's apparently, a fun that's a fun thing, yeah, yeah. apparently, it's a fun thing where Mikey's always considered the younger brother at training and stuff like that and jeff is the sort of grandfatherly type and so whenever he came up to celebrate it was sort of a playful <laughs> no you can't participate so he pushed him he pushed him hard he <laughs> shot the shit out I of him like bro he definitely did that's uh that's pretty great yeah. but emerson heidman is he ready is he ready to step in and replace Jeff Lorenowitz at least for at least the I, one When do you game? bring him in? Is, know, is, Jeff, that, is Jeff going to get one or three game suspension? Is that considered violent conduct or no? It's one confirmed. I want to say it's just one. It didn't, yeah. It wasn't, it's weird. I, I feel like those lines have kind of blurred over the years. Where at, like, Not my league. 
I don't think I feel like that's not enough to give more than no, just true. one. I don't, but you never if, know. If it had been for the for the if they want to retroactively give them a, give them three game suspension for the first for the uh, for the shove, I'm cool with that. That yeah. I feel like yeah. is well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, when I saw it happen, I looked back. No one else had seen it. At I looked, the fucking neck. Like I if looked, he shoves him in the chest, is one thing, but he deliberately hits it. He he throat chokes it. Like I look back at a I look back at everyone else, and everyone else is typing. I'm like, oh, Jeff's gone. That's a straight red for Jeff. Yeah. No one knows what I'm talking about. And I'm amazed that even after VAR, <laughs> they still don't go to it. Um, and then I, I remember thinking, yeah, they, they might retroactively go back and, and give him a, it would a be kind of, for that. It would be kind of a disservice, though, based off of how many games Kaku got for his errant ball into the stands. I mean, he only got extra two games, I think, yeah. suspension. Yeah. So three games total. I mean, he, I, hope, I hope it's just the one. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like play, probably play him, will. Look, play him against you know. play him in Open Cup, knowing that he's going to be out for Seattle, and 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 then get serve the one game suspension in Seattle, and you're done. Wait, you play Jeff in an Open Cup? Can you do that? Can you pick yeah, which not, game you want to play? That happened well, with. It's not an um, it's not an MLS match. We did that with. Why Franco, would you not? I want to say we did that with Franco. Can you use the suspension? It's not in an open MLS cup? match. So you can't use an Open Cup. Oh, you can't. He's suspended for MLS. It's not like England where. The FA Play is the governing. Okay, sorry. I yeah, gotcha. FA is governing body over everything in England. Yeah. If you get at a least, red card in one, you're suspended for both. That's no. how I understand it works. No, no, no. If we, I'm wrong. We did we did that earlier on in the season. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Franco yeah. Escobar played when he was on a yellow card accumulation. That's right. He got to play in U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, so that's right. I think we're fine. Um, that's actually a good shout. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that happen. What do you guys expect on Wednesday? Win? Yeah, it's got to be right. I mean, well, I think if you lose, it's it's you know. If God you lose, it's loves, Ambrose's fault. Yeah, God clearly That's loves St. Louis. Uh, uh. <laughs> this is uh, honestly, this is like this is like the the chance for St. Louis to shine. And when it comes to getting a team, an MLS team in St. Louis, so I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game. I don't expect them to, but I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't be like the oh my gosh, how do we lose this team? It'd be like, no, nah, of course. So when do you trot out a quote unquote starting lineup? Well, well, in open cup. So- is it this week or is it next? The whenever you make it to? Oh no, no. It, St. Louis. I mean, you expect your right, your B team, right? if that's what you want right? to call it. You expect them to be able to go in there at least be competitive and put up a fight, and and you would expect them to win. Against- so, so whenever you say B team, who's sitting in a B team? <clears throat> um, it just depends. If if Varco or Tio are healthy, I would put them in just for the sake of getting minutes and getting refreshed for for Seattle. So if they're I healthy, would, I'm more comfortable with sitting a Joseph. I would play Pity as much as I don't want. Oh, to, absolutely. I would, I would play. He's got to do something, right? Uh, if Feynman's ready, I would play him. Um, that quick? I mean, it took Justin at least almost a month before he was starting, or at least getting play time in a new system. Maybe some men. I like. I, I see. I would just. I would. I would play him. I'm talking about starting of, lineup. No. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Maybe on a starting lineup then. Carlton. See, Carlton in the 18. Nah, he was in the 18 on 18, Sunday. Sure. Great. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Dion Pereira. I'd throw in there. Justin Miriam, honestly, I throw in there again. Yeah, Justin um, needs to play time right now. Because jo- I think I think Joseph is going to be chomping at the bit Joseph, to play. I think yeah, he's gonna, Joseph needs to be in there. Yeah, I think Gressel will play. Now, more, if, more than anything, because I don't think there's anyone else that you can play him in that. In the I spot. will. I, well, if Tito's healthy, Tito. Gets sure, it. if Tito's healthy. Yeah. If you Tito's can, healthy, can, he needs to be in over Gressel. See, I think if Tito's healthy, I still think that because, because Gressel starts Tito, in any subs. What's Tito's injury? Hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, because of the way he plays, yeah, I would expect him to to be more on the be be uh, more i would expect frank DeBoer to be a little more cautious with him just because yeah. of the way he runs well, up and down the field like yeah. that good news is he only gets injuries in training so <laughs> it's okay so we're covered <laughs> we're, yeah. we're good just take it easy at training before the next game we'll be fine 
I do want to talk about yesterday. What? We won a fucking World Cup again. Yeah. Hoot hoot. We fucking did. Those ladies brought that shit home. Was there ever even was there ever any doubt? No. Uh, From anyone other than Kelly Francis talking about how France was a favorite. Get the get get out of here. But then she's she's more than happy to post a gif of her dancing like Alex Morgan whenever they win. No, you can't have it both ways. No. Yeah, you're not allowed to have it both ways. Can't do that. Those ladies were outstanding yesterday. That's why Dan's not here. I was a a little worried with Megan Rapinoe being put in there and and playing her on the wing just because hamstring injury and expecting you could you could tell I think she was a little cautious, Uh, especially early on. Early on, for sure. But man, if if to me, Julie Ertz is my MVP for the for the tournament. She was incredible. The it was, she was the rock. the The fact that I wish that goal wouldn't have gotten saved yesterday. That that <laughs> that friggin' volley that she had, that recovery on that rebound. That yeah. Anyway, yeah, it it was a great cup to watch, man. And was I think it you was it you or Dan that tweeted out about the expansion of the world? No, it was world me. Cup. Yeah, was it, it was expanded to thirty two teams. I saw some a little dissent about it about how there aren't enough teams. Whatever it. If you look at the men's World Cup, how many viable teams are there really? Whenever you look at the thirty-two that are in there, I mean, uh, I mean, how many, how many can't how, make it in, right? I how mean, many? You talk about one that was in a Gold Cup final last night can't even make it into a yeah, World exactly. Cup. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, but I mean, if you're talking about teams that make it in constantly, like a Saudi yeah. Arabia, where they're always going to be a whipping post. I think, see, I, I think that you'd be giving uh, women from other countries who maybe not be on the stage a chance to actually be on the stage and, For and sure. show what they can do. And I think, I think knowing the competition isn't necessarily going to get better. This is part of, I think the, the, the overall plan to maybe expand the women's game, to grow the women's game, to elevate the, well, the, the level of play in the women's game. And I think that'll then help over the course of time right away. It's going to, you know, it's going to have like a, I feel the same way. When I feel we like talk it's about- going it's it's to have like a VAR type of type of, yeah, yeah. type of effect where at first it's going to be like, all right, well, some of these teams are getting killed 10, nothing. Yeah. Or thirteen nothing, but but eventually, eventually, or thirty one nothing. I feel the same way when we talk about expanding college football playoff. Uh, no, I thought you were talking about that time uh, that your. <laughs> I thought you were talking about that time your high school team beat uh, Lake City High School in uh, in South Carolina thirty one to nothing because you guys were ruthless. Never forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made a show about it called Cobra Kai. <laughs> Where uh, no, but I mean this is the argument that that. I would lay forward where the Euro is a harder tournament to win than the World Cup yeah. in a lot of instances. Oh, absolutely. Because of how many European teams get left out of the World Cup because, of, because of pools. But I, th- I think the bigger thing is that uh, when, when you allow a lot more of these teams to get in, um, you're not necessarily enforcing or forcing investment, but you're, you're, you're seriously encouraging investment in the game in these countries that maybe otherwise wouldn't invest because, let's be real, there's not a chance that they're going to make it. So I, a, a team like Thailand, if they uh, they know that it's more it's more likely that they are than not to get in, maybe they'll invest more money. That'll grow the game even more. That'll that'll elevate the level of play. It, I mean, again, it'll take time, yeah. but it's not going to happen. You know, in, in the next four years, you're not going to see this 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 grand uh, progression of, of of style of plays and and whatever. It's going to take you know decades, but eventually it gets to the point where it'll get there a lot faster than it is now. Yeah, it'll get to the point where you know the United States maybe isn't the best team in the world year in and year out, game in and game out. Well, I mean, you're already seeing that progression now. I mean, over the past 16 years, it's been 
is U.S. going to win it? Is Germany going to win it? Is China going to win it? Is Japan going to win it? It's really those four teams. Yeah. And then to see the progression, you saw, I mean, the fact that Netherlands made it all the way to the final. France, I know they were a host city or a host team. The fact that they made it as far as they did. Sweden, obviously, Sweden's usually a, a pretty good team making it that far. But Spain, I mean, Spain making it almost almost uh, taking us to uh, extra time. And it, I, I think it's great. And I think there is also, I don't know if what's confirmed in terms of pay, but that's also going to be a big part I've of got, it in terms I've, of increasing pay, leveling pay. That I want to <laughs> I want to stand on a soapbox for just a second. And it's weird because we're on a podcast right now with three white males that are talking about Yeah, I almost feel like for, I'm not allowed to talk like, about this. <laughs> I, exactly. But I feel like we, strange. We, we need to because it is a point that needs to be made. While I agree with the equal pay and everything that the the results stand for with the Women's World Cup and everything like that, what necessitates change in those are individuals putting butts in seats and paying to go to games whenever it's not the World Cup finals. Shout out to so, Budweiser. So while this World Cup has been great and all the support and the 25,000 fans that went out to France and and traveled to the go, to go to those games and go to that final is great. There these women are playing Alex Morgan playing with Orlando Pride week in and week out. Like you need to go to these games and support these women whenever they're playing at their regular clubs and at the international stage whenever you get the chance to. That's the only way to answer uh Joe Johnstone's point about Atlanta getting a women's team. Atlanta's had a women's team multiple times and and it's and it's failed because there's not been the support and buy-in by a fan culture and outreach to sustain the player's salary and what it takes to sustain a club like Atlanta United or whatever it may be. So while I agree in principle, equal you got me rights, real. You got me real equal, nervous but, at that for a dude, second talking about that I, until I'm you came fucking, around to your point. I'm fucking freaking out right now. But like I said, I totally it's agree. A, it's a feeling I'm very I, familiar I, with. I, I totally myself. agree with equal pay, but it is a it, it is a call to arm, call to arms that we all share that, that if we want that to happen, we need to necessitate change in our actions rather than our hashtags, which means putting butts in seats buying tickets to games other than the world cup finals every four years. Do you guys see what Budweiser did? No, I did not. They're a, they're a sponsor of the NWSL now. That's fucking awesome. awesome. That's really awesome. That's great. So essentially, essentially what Kevin is saying is these women deserve to be paid a ton more than they're getting paid. Absolutely. And and more, if not the same, if not more than the the men's team, especially based on merit, merit recently. But, Practice what you preach. Get into the stadiums. Right. Actually, give the funds to NWSL and and USSF to actually pay these women. Eric wants to disagree. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. No, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I just. What What are we talking about though? Are we talking about more money in 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 NWSL and in the, in the at the club stage? Or are we talking about more money at, at the World Cup? Because of the two different things. That's true. It's very true. Completely agree. So. Because do we want do we want do we want the women to get a get a higher ratio of the of the overall money that's given to the teams from the World Cup itself? No, not necessarily. I mean, it's it's the so same. It's, yeah, we want the same. Yeah, right now the women actually get more for their World Cup. 
Really? Yeah. It's like, I did not know that. It's like 13% to like the men's 7%. Now the men get but more money what I was gonna because, say, of the, because of they bring the in buy-in because they, again, they, which, they, it, which they, ultimately goes back to what I'm talking sure, about. They generate much more revenue than right, men do. Right. But ultimately the, the women get more of the, the pie, but that's from only, their world but cup. that's only to try to get back to some status of equilibrium, which, which base, which is based on putting butts in the seats ultimately. Yeah. No, I, I'm not saying that they don't deserve more. They don't, yeah. they surely, if nothing else, Everything else around the team, the the accommodations, the the pitches they play on, the the uh, the per diems, all that should be the same. I, if that's different in any way, right, that's absolutely wrong. Because right. at, at a certain level, this is considered amateur competition, right? I mean, if it's if you're talking about on a national stage, we also play for your country, yeah, we also have to think about how exactly the women get paid versus the men. The men, the women's salaries are guaranteed up to a certain point. The men's aren't. If you're not on the roster, you're not getting paid. Right. Some of the women, if you're on the roster. You're getting paid whether you play, you don't play. You're 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 not. I'm not saying all of them, but a majority of them have contracts where whether they play or not, they guaranteed guaranteed a certain amount of money. And it's like at the very least, like seventy seven thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's a ton. I'm not saying that makes up. No, that's yeah. Not, I'm absolutely. not saying it's equal, but I'm absolutely. saying this is something that they agreed to. You, you, there's got to be a, a, a. Let's let's deal with, with the actual issues as opposed to just throwing out oh, we want equal pay. Let's actually talk about what the circumstances right. are as opposed right. to just assuming that right. you know we're talking about apples to apples but, here. But and, let's and, talk and about where the money's coming from. One which apple is, is getting you know getting rinsed off, the other one's you know being covered in dirt. That's not what's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, all of that money comes from somewhere. Atlanta United doesn't pay for a $15 million player without having the season ticket revenue and people in concessions and a, uh, uh, you know, a multimillionaire backer in, in club ownership and everything else with a front office and everything else. Any, any more than some of the other, uh, major teams around the world do. And the same thing goes for national teams and, and getting these players the incentive to continue what they're doing week in and week out in regular season play or international play, because ultimately regular season play is the step up and the spotlight to shine yeah. in an international play. And if you're not supporting those teams week in and week out, you can't expect results every four years in, a, in an international stage. So if you want that to take place, we need to incentivize and encourage those players and those women who rightfully deserve every cent uh, of those incentives by people showing out, showing support, buying Rapino kits and, and, and buying everything else that goes along with it. You know, can I go conspiracy theory on you guys real quick? Sure. So Budweiser just announced, I think it was today that they're going to be an official sponsor of NWSL. Obviously they're based out of St. Louis. So I have a feeling, and because there's, I forget exactly how. Twenty twenty three. Because yes. because some is somehow some MLS are somehow involved in this in terms of how these negotiates negotiations came about. And I think there's some money being, whatever. So there, there's some kind of tra- transactions happening between the two. I think at some point you're going to see a you're absolutely going to see a team in St. Louis. Really? Because of the money behind the money behind Budweiser and what they could do oh. for for MLS. I, mean, I, I thought you were going to. Uh, I thought you were getting at. I think ultimately they want. MLS. That's why. I mean, part of the party of the uh, the other aspect of it is obviously a good look, yeah, and, and a good cause. Yeah. For but, some reason, my mind went to the fact that we still don't know who's hosting the 2023 World Cup, right? Women's World Cup. Oh, right? I didn't know that. 
Yeah, yeah it's very strange. I have no idea. It's yeah. very strange. We just, have the next two hosts for the men's world. Well, you know, well, not on turf. Well, you know what? Well, it's funny you say that. You notice that, and maybe I read the tweet wrong, but Mercedes Benz and, and Atlanta United mentioned that the watch party at the Benz was going to be featured in some of the cut twos for fan viewing f- during the. It was. Uh, right. Unless they're putting so, grass over that. Uh, you know, you, you wanna, make the girls. You want like, you you to gr- talk about conspiracy theories. I think everybody's trying to vie for a hosting role as it relates to. I'm, the, I'm, the I'm all for it. Cup. I'm all for it. It just, if you make those girls play on, on, uh, on, on, uh, on turf, I'm, I think everyone's going to go crazy. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to roll out the grass for the world cup. In I hope so. 2026. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. You would think so. Oh, no, no. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 You would think you would do the same, right? You're not talking about I mean, equal four, play. We're talking about equal pay. You're not talking about equal four play. Four years ago, you forced talking the girls. about equal pay, but not equal play. Is that what you're saying? Four years ago, you forced, forced the girls to play on all, on all artificial surfaces. So I'm, I'm yeah, just saying it, it, it's not like it no, hasn't happened you. before. I got you. <laughs> well, Eric, thanks so much, man, for coming out. Yeah, man. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I, it's been too long. <laughs> could go another hour at this point. <laughs> <Yeah. way. laughs> it's been way too long. You know, full disclosure, we texted you and Josh, but we were both pulling for you. Yeah, Josh said that. Call. I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to go on, uh, home before dark. He goes, oh, yeah, they asked me first. <laughs> <What? laughs> well, fuck you, Josh. What? Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> we asked fair, both of you. To be fair, we didn't text. I wanna, Those read receipts came from Tim's phone, not mine. <laughs> I want to invite you. He, wanted, he, he didn't want Ambrose to play. I want to invite you guys on the radio show, but here's the problem. No, you have. And I'm and the you guys problem. say no. <laughs> no, that's not it. No, 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 no. The, 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 I'm the problem. The this is the problem. The issue is, yeah, the, the issue is we obviously can't use profanity. We can do it, we can do it <laughs> technically on the podcast. We just don't. We obviously can't do it on the radio show. We, we do. Can, have, we, we could be tame. We do have a 30-second delay, though, so. I could be tame. I can be tame. I, I think we can. I think we can catch it in thirty seconds. No, I'll be good. good. I can be good. Dude, <laughs> I'm gonna slip some ones in. You guys don't even. If know I could, about. if Just I could whisper them in the microphone. If I couldn't be professional, I wouldn't be able to go to work on a regular basis. I'm not recording you know, a podcast. No, I'm gonna call in. Have you guys ever seen those C-SPAN prank calls? Oh my gosh! Oh, oh, it's yeah. like it's my dream. Excuse me, am I on the air? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's all I say. Just fuck. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, we definitely need to get something to happen. You know, we haven't actually been on a show with you guys. You guys have always come over yeah, here. That's true. Yeah. I think the only show we've done together is the, what was the soccer in the streets? Uh, uh, oh yeah. We did the, the all-star game. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's, that's right. the only thing we've done together as yeah. like a group. Yep. Yeah. That was, was a fun night, man. We need to get you guys. Josh out is going to gonna be coaching more, uh, come I think August. So we need to get you, you guys, guys out to play too at the, um, station soccer. Let's do it. You um, know what? I would love to. I can't do all that running back and forth. Well, we saw uh, that last year. I'm the year. same way, dude. CrossFit's not all saw about that. the suicides. Yeah, we <laughs> saw that last year. I don't expect it to change. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like I'm yeah. going to die every time I play out there. That's the that's the best part. <sighs> no. It's, it's the euphoric feeling after, exactly. you're, after you died. You got to earn, <laughs> earn that shit. Just that feeling of dejection, you know, whenever you're driving home, and it just feels so good to feel so Wait, shitty about Kevin how you put it. Me? Why is Kevin mad at me? I'm sorry. I swear to God, every fucking week I get a text from Tim. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> let you down. It's basically like playing like shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I let you down, coach. Yep. That's pretty much my every day, every <laughs> every every relationship you have in your life. I'm sorry I let you down. <laughs> sorry I let you down. It's my catchphrase. With that in closing, thank you guys for tuning in. We're sorry we let you down tonight as <laughs> usual. 
<laughs> we need to get a banner for that. Yeah, sorry I let you down. Sorry, yeah. sorry to disappoint. Uh, I'm th- still waiting for the hashtag blame Eric signs to go around. Uh, yeah, around Mercedes Benz Stadium. Can, can I just say you were like the most unjustly maligned person <laughs> in in the Atlanta I do, United I do, community? I do it to myself. Look, can I, I can I tell you? Can I tell you why I said why I tweeted out what I tweeted out? Yes. Okay. If you missed it, all you guys on YouTube land. Uh, uh, we were dead. We were up two uh, one, and I told every I tweeted out, "Prepare to be disappointed." And it's because we kept losing the battle in the midfield. And yeah. of course, I walk into that interview. The first thing Gabor <laughs> says is, "We sub Pity out because he just kept losing stuff. He, he, didn't, he wasn't winning anything. He was doing, wasn't doing anything in the midfield. He wasn't winning duels. He wasn't doing anything." And of course, that perpetuated every or, uh, kind of went uh, through the rest of the team. And I was like, "This is not going to end well for me." Yeah. yeah, we were up for obviously for as much for as long as we were. But my gosh, it was just <laughs> Kendrick Brock. Bringing the fire. Can we redirect Eric hate at Rob Usry? Well, you know, I was going to mention before we jump to Rob Usry. Speaking of Kendrick Brock, I believe it's pronounced Usry. 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 Well, Ushry. I wouldn't know. I'm pretty sure he muted us a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you take a look, if you can move that remote for me, Tim, so that Eric can get a good look at one of the last lines of text on our scarf. This these are all user submitted. Oh one of which came by our very own Kendrick Brock. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> For real? Is it on this side? No, no it's just, just on, just on side. one side. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this, is like, this is like official, too. Like, I can't. <laughs> it's officially official. Kendrick Brock. Uh, you know, Eric was, um, I think, the first guest that we had on the show, right? Yes. Yeah. It's me and Jay, so, right? One, both of us at the same time, maybe? No, I think we had you on before. You and Jay came on together, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, because I had to fucking man the ship by myself with you two back when I was in my <laughs> Yeah, place. I yeah, was out. Right. I was out in California yeah. whenever that happened. So uh yeah, plugs, what you got? Uh follow me at Eric G. Quintana on Twitter at MOTS Podcast. We do a radio show every Wednesday um on uh, Atlanta Sports X, twelve thirty AM, thirteen forty AM, one oh six point three FM, one oh three point seven FM. So if you can't find us on any of those four channels, I don't think you know how to work a radio. <laughs> but if you still have a radio. I was gonna say, even if they can't find you on radio, everything Dude, I goes just, up I just go it. and sit in my car and just close the garage, <laughs> turn it on, and Put listen it, to Mouse of the South. See, I, I do the same thing, but I like to hook up a garden hose to my exhaust and then run it around into my window, roll it up. We call that hot box where I'm from. Going to a good going to everyone. Going to a good deep Quintana deep sleep. So that's Wednesdays. <laughs> Wednesdays, seven o'clock. Typically, uh, we'll have a podcast afterwards. I know this week with the U.S. Open Cup, um, we'll probably have a, some kind of a post game reaction show uh, on YouTube. Um, our YouTube page is MOTS Podcast. If you want to find it there. And uh, always be checking out Dirty South Soccer for all the news battery exhausted carding at Landy Night. Just in time. (laughs) All the people know where to find you at, man. Uh, Did you say your personal Twitter and all of that madness? Okay, great. I lost track. (laughs) Thank you guys for finding us uh, at Home Before Dark on Twitter. That's where we've all given up on personal Twitters and everything at oh, this yeah. point. So uh, before like spelled behind that home before dark before spelled B and the number four. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. However, you found us. Be sure to like or subscribe and uh, tell a friend. Until next time, as always, be home before dark.